Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I'm Joey. I love wrestling. I'm Nick. I love wrestling. I'm Chet. I love wrestling. Also the band Fastball. I'm Steven, and I hate wrestling, and I used to have that uh, CD for Fastball. I like right. Fastball. Yeah, you Should okay. Love Wrestling is a show where we try to convince Steven that he should love wrestling. You should love wrestling, WWE, cause I love wrestling, a lot of loving for me. We on the podcast, Joey Cliff, Nick, and Steven, but Steven ain't wrestling, gotta make him a believer. I'm all hoping that I love Rick Flair, The Undertaker, Tombstone on the chair. So tune in every week, cause we got a new guest. You should love wrestling, cause it's the best, yes. Uh, whenever you shop on Amazon, you can support the show by going to boardwalkaudio.com forward slash you should love wrestling. Click the support our artist button and then shop on Amazon.com like you normally would. That's right, Steven. Our guest today is a stand up comedian. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, God, Great I was, transition. I was going to say a joke, but nothing came to mind. Um, <laughs> he just started words. He's like, I've got something. Nope, nothing. I mean, that's every sentence I say. I say it not knowing how it's going to end. I know. We talked to you about this last week. We're yeah. like, just maybe if there's something good coming, do that. Do what <laughs> oh, I, yeah. do, oh, yeah, what I, I do every time. Make a joke about dash buttons. Oh, great. Always kills. <laughs> so, our guest today is a stand up comedian who's appeared on Laughs on Fox. He's a co host on the podcast Unpopular Opinion, and he's made it a personal quest to have the band Fastball perform a concert. In his living room. <laughs> Chet Wild. How's That's it going, Chet? That's me. Welcome, sir. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for having me. Why? What happened in your childhood? <laughs> what? Yeah, Everyone right. else attacks his, uh, you. We can, I want to understand you. We can his, start this. His older no, brother. Joey, like, you have, you're the worst at telling this story, so just don't. Uh, his older brother was Ric Flair. <laughs> My older yeah, brother it, was true. Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started in 1953. 1953. First off, okay, fine. We can, we can hop into me real quick. Uh, I watched wrestling when I was a kid. Uh, with my older stepbrother. I hated it. My older stepbrother would do wrestling moves on me. I also hated that. Do you that. hate your older stepbrother? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so do it's, uh, yeah. but it's also like, and then throughout my uh, entire childhood, I knew people who liked wrestling and I didn't like those people. Yeah. Everybody who liked wrestling, I didn't like. We're getting I was the like, these guys suck. And the but stuff they, they like, like sucks. Because you said they were all like the kid rock type. Yeah, they're all kid. They're all so kid, rocks. kid rock. Yeah. Oh, so they were, so they were cool is what you're saying. <laughs> so cool. They now, were ba with the bars for sure. <laughs> what years were you in high school? Uh, I was uh, 2002 era? to 2006 was okay, high school. Yeah. Yeah. You're just. Smackdown's kind of going downhill. Yeah, sure, yeah. I remember, I like, I, I think, I, if I remember right, I think, like, Austin, Steve Austin was a thing when I was in sixth grade, and that's when, like, wrestling really, like, started getting on my radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. I was, and, like, I just remember all the people who, like, loved Stone Cold Steve Austin couldn't stop talking about it. I was like, these guys fucking suck. <laughs> like, I've got, uh, whatever they like, I'm staying away from it. Well, here's the thing. I have a similar uh, childhood background, 
but it's with pot. I've never smoked pot. Okay. It blows mm-hmm. people's minds usually because I'm in comedy. So what, you would at crazy? least experiment with drugs. Yeah. But it's because through many years of therapy, I've discovered that it's because the people I grew up with that smoke pot, I want to be nothing like them. Sure. sure so it yeah. made me dislike pot and have no interest in pot. However, pot alone is actually pretty fucking great. Sure. It has a lot of benefits and you could find joy and purpose and meaning even maybe if you embraced pot. In well, this hold case, on, hold even on. though it's wrestling. But you so don't, you, you still have never smoked pot. No. What so you're not taking it? your own advice. <laughs> your thing of like, oh, but you should like try it because there's I'm good saying, stuff to it and you're like, but for you, but not for me. What I'm saying is, <laughs> If you like wrestling. He doesn't enjoy it, but he supports it. I will smoke pot if you like wrestling. I've never smoked pot. If I can get you to like wrestling, like that that's the trade-off. I'll make Whoa. a big life change if you make a big life change. This is a bomb has anyone show. laid down? Has anyone said they'll they'll compromise thirty-three years of I've been trying integrity, to get morals, and values to Joey get this to guy compromise to like I do it every episode, but you're the first guest to do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been trying to get Joey to do something similar, but he won't do it. Isn't like hallucinogenic drugs or something? something yeah, like I wanted that. him to try mushrooms. Oh. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. do that. Hard Joey's, Joey's He's not never a, had alcohol or anything. Not a drug person. Anything. Joey, you don't drink at all? Yeah. I never anything. drank. I've never had a single drink in my life. Never done drugs. Here the fuck I am thinking I'm the fucking innocent person. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Right. You'll always, yeah, you'll all, everyone will always be, I guess, not tops, well, but so much for bottoms. that angle. Like I carry, Joey's a saint. Like I carry a dare card in my wallet. Um, oh, I didn't know that. That's not true. That's what also pissed oh, me off. Oh, no, my fucking Here house. we go. Oh, see, now that the other thing, anybody who carried a dare card in their wallet, I didn't want to be friends Does with Does anybody else either. have a weird thing in their wallet? Uh, you know, like credit, <laughs> credit cards. Okay, this is the part of the show where we quietly dig through our wallets. My wallets. I have a, wall- I have a money clip from Alaska that was oh, my cool. grandpa. I have my, I have my, um, no, no, no. I've mentioned this before kind of in passing. I have my Weezer fan club. Nick's uh, Weezer card. fan club That's card. True. That's a real thing. That's true. We gotta do that. I'm worried that Joey doesn't have his uh, his dare card, which is gonna be upsetting when the He's dare got Ralph Awards. You have too okay. many things in your He's wallet. He's got a lot for of sure uh, in there. Okay, so I don't actually... I don't have my dare card, but I do have my Goodyear Blimp Club card for oh. when I convinced them to let me ride in the Goodyear Blimp in 2010. <laughs> you got to ride in the Goodyear Blimp? That's yeah. really hard to I've, do. I've never yeah. been that. Yeah, uh, you just make a call, guys. I dated a girl whose dad's dying wish was to go on the Goodyear Blimp, and she couldn't make it happen. Aww. If I can get Ken Bone to what be a on a podcast, I can, get the, I can get Goodyear to send me up in a blimp. <laughs> That guy wasted his life. I know. Yeah, should oh. it? Oh, that sucks. Um, yeah, actually, I got me and a bunch of my friends to Are, do it. It that, was really Is cool. that guy Joey, or is there another guy that we're talking about who wasted their oh, life? Oh, I meant the dead guy who never okay, got to okay, be okay. in the blimp. Sorry, okay. Are I, you on a? Am, am my I? Bad. Are you on a cool relationship with your ex girlfriend? <laughs> should I not call her dad the dead guy? <laughs> the dead I mean, God. If I texted her, maybe she'd reply. I don't know. Oh, okay. okay. I think oh, I didn't reply to her last text from two years ago. Okay. So well, I then should... fuck it. He's the dead guy. All right. So let's. Uh, Rest in so, peace. so real quick, I want to find out. Uh, fastball. Tell us a little about that. Okay. Well, uh, first I don't off, like that you're giggling about it. It's a very <laughs> serious thing. I told you, I used to like that. That was one of the first CD I o- CDs I owned. Was that fastball CD that had like all the pain the way? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. All the pain. Yeah, that was the breakthrough. That's it. Fucking it is a real. Damn good album. Yeah. I remember it being very yeah. good. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're coming up on their 20 year anniversary of that album this next year. Thank Holy God. shit! Are you going to get them to perform the whole album in your living room as a celebration of their 20th anniversary? Well, I was talking to Miles about that. Miles is their guitar player, and, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, you're on a first name basis. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he did uh, our podcast last week. Finally, uh, so I'm on day 91, 
I just decided uh, Fastball is an underappreciated band, mm-hmm. and the people need to know about them, and they should play my living room. And I've been tweeting at them for 91 days in a row. Nice. Uh, ben Folds wrote a song about it. Norm McDonald's uh, in- supported the campaign. Uh, California Senator or California State Assemblyman Mike Gatto has endorsed it. Um, it's I got good, it's good to know that the lawmakers are really doing the important things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We're losing our health care real soon. Yeah, but like, that they can support. good on that Fastball living room concert. He endorsed yeah. it, but he also thinks I'm in the band Fastball, so it's a real confusing. Oh, okay, so what you should do is ask him if, if, <laughs> if Fastball can play his, like, his congressman his inauguration, swearing in. his mm-hmm. swearing in, and then just show up with you and a bunch of other people. I think I could do that. What yeah. do you think we could do? Like a joint concert of you're trying to get fastball or not? You're trying to get Smash, Smash Mouth. Mouth. Yeah. To do a dumpster, <laughs> the dumpster being Galveston. <laughs> I mean, I already did that show. Did, but it wasn't that. with the real Smash Mouth, right? Oh, it was. I, I think, have to imagine. I think um, if you see the video and the Reddit post where I told people it was that where they believed me, it was. <laughs> I have to imagine that. Uh, the lyrics to All Star can be sung over the way, because that's a thing that's going along, going around Saw on the internet. Mashups. Yeah, yeah, it's like there's that guy with like the neck beard dude, like the acoustic guitar guy, the big yeah. guy, yeah, who yeah. sings like the lyrics of Smash Mouth's All Star over other songs. Yeah, and it works for every song, and I bet it would work over the way. Yeah, I don't want to taint fastball like that. Here's the thing, <laughs> L.A. Joey, I, people can't even take this bit seriously. They're like, "Oh, you're just a Joey Clift here trying to do some <laughs> Smash Mouth dumpster bit." I'm like, "No, I'm legitimately a don't fan call of this yourself band. that." People Wait, won't take yeah. it seriously. I uh, also do hate those bits, and I, I know a lot of people <laughs> go, "Oh, regular fucking Joey Clift over Steven here," and I'm like, "Yeah, those guys are assholes." Wait, do, is that a thing? Do people say that? No, nobody's ever no. used your name as a type of comedy, Joey. Nobody. <laughs> oh, it's good. Not, it's it's not, definitely <laughs> not real. Like when people corner Steven at parties and say, "You don't like knock." Mora? It's not that real. No, I, I sincerely did have somebody early, like two weeks into this fastball, but they're like, wait, are you doing that Joey thing? Oh, <laughs> cool. Wow. No, I'm. this is real. Somebody really asked you that. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, great. Joey, yeah. Joey's ego is soaring right now. <laughs> I, I can guarantee, like, it upsets me that we validated him in this way, and he's just, he's never going to stop doing these things that we don't care about. <laughs> oh, I'm so Joey, yeah, I right. care. He's just projecting pain onto you because he hasn't figured out a way to fill the void that no that honestly that's like doesn't fill with honestly right. yeah, like yeah. i've talked to my therapist too and that's like that's also my understanding of the situation yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah i was yeah, trying yeah. to understand that. you on a on a more like a yeah. mental. Ever, i don't i don't think wrestling has anything to do with your love or hate of wrestling i think yeah. there's there's associations that you may or may not be aware Everybody of just yeah. has these that are like just triggering you got every like every time it's like you guys you're just like no it's not wrestling it's you and i'm like no sure. it's wrestling no, wrestling it's is no, bad no, no, it's you. we have to talk about oh. this match because this is going to be so great this well this isn't even a great explanation of why it's bad nothing happens in yeah. this so i well first off many things happen in it yep both planned and not planned we so let- even I, I i chose this match in part because i'm like oh if this guy hates wrestling there's something awful that happens to a wrestler in this match that maybe you would take joy in the fact that it no. went so wrong i'm not a monster no <laughs> like really quick to catch everybody yeah, up. That's the rundown, Joey. Uh, today's match is Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE World Championship at WrestleMania 19 in Seattle, Washington. Brock is an NCAA wrestling champion, and Kurt Angle is an Olympic gold medalist in wrestling. This match is often thought of as a technical wrestling spectacle that is overshadowed by Brock Lesnar's famous shooting star press botch at the end of the match. So, uh, Chet, you talked already talked a little bit about it, but uh, why else did you bring this up? <laughs> so, well. Just in terms of a high spot, that is insane. Yeah, you survived that. It's one of the craziest spots in at least WWE wrestling. Like, there's crazy stuff in the Indies, but it, it, it's nuts that Brock Lesnar would try to climb on the, right. 
the when he, and he just lands on his fucking head. Well, that yeah. that that was his finisher in Ohio Valley Wrestling. He ended every match like that a couple, like a year or two prior but to this. But in WWE, he only did it a handful of times. In WWE, he did it in a house show before he like debuted on television. But like this was his like they it was definitely something they where they were it. like it's impressive that he can do this we're gonna like save this for the WrestleMania main event spot. ending yeah. Had yeah he landed it it would have been just as famous rather than infamous but for all the right reasons undoubtedly it would have been an amazing moment it's yeah. also the, the the reason I picked this is the assumption that you don't like wrestling because it's fake mm-hmm. is there a part of that uh, yeah I mean that's part of it there's like uh, uh, we're, we're watching a, a clip later today where somebody tries to lay out all the points that are good about wrestling and I just I have opposites for everything that comes up oh, but part Christ. of it yeah the fake the fake aspect is one of the many angles that I don't like like about it so I aside from the brawl for all if you remember that yeah we need to do uh, a we brawl try for, to forget we need to do a, I, almost, I want to do a brawl for all episode so badly I almost submitted bark converse buddy butter bean but <laughs> we could just like, do the whole brawl for all <laughs> yeah you can do it in like a minute yeah, but yeah. another reason i picked this match is this is about of a as real of a match as you're going to get you have a uh you know collegiate champion a future mma champion mm-hmm. versus an olympic gold medalist in wrestling so even if you're like oh it's fake there's no athleticism whatever mm-hmm. these guys put on a clinic in real athletic competition. And Steven it, is aware of Brock Lesnar's legit fight sure. background. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we know that you it. know that. This, yeah. is, this is pre-UFC. Yeah. yeah, this is pre-tattoo Brock Lesnar. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, just a real quick, like, uh, fake uh, warning. These Like, there's a lot of things that, like, will just kind of, like... I'll see little moments and be like, why is this happening? This is a good one. Uh, Brock Lesnar has got his ribs wrapped in a bandage. They make a deal out of that because he's been hurt before this. Uh, but everybody knows that you don't wrap uh, ribs. That's really bad for you. If you have a broken rib, that's actually really bad for you. It causes, uh, it can potentially lead to pneumonia. So this isn't a real thing. It's a prop. He's not really hurt. That's fake. That annoys me. Okay, like... Uh WWE's doctor uh, did not notice a hernia that CM Punk had for a very long time and just gave him a Z-Pack every day, which destroyed his digestive system. Yeah, that's true. WWE's do- doctor is not very good. Yeah. So, like, I, that's alarming. That's yeah, yeah, truly yeah. alarming if that's yeah, yeah. what's happening. Yeah, so, like, he, he Z-Packed him for like months. Yeah, so it's it's on game for that, for him to wrap his ribs. I, yeah, so, uh, but again, it's they like should su- know yeah. that. That's very common knowledge in the every medical world. Every part of the match, I'm like, they're going to kiss, and they never do. They've but done it before. Someday. That, no, they've done it before. Every um, face-off there will be. A they've done it. Yes. Lesnar and Angle? Yeah, in the middle of the ring. The I think fact it was... that you know their kissing history is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I just... Professional wrestling is the only thing I love. Um, that's true. Uh, no that's, humans. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's definitely a point. I think it was in the build-up of this match, or it might have been right after this match, where they were doing a face-off in the middle of the ring, and Brock Lesnar just straight-up kissed Kurt Angle. Yeah, Lesnar's uh, done them kissies a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking Lesnar. Uh yeah, so uh, so tell wait, so tell me a little bit about this like this real aspect to you. I mean, obviously these guys are both uh, real athletes outside of WWE. That's that's not lost in me. I understand that uh, Kurt, Ang- Kurt Angle, the Olympic, right? The Olympic, yeah, the Kurt Angle, Olympic, Olympic gold medalist, Brock Lesnar, NCAA yeah. world champion. Right. Okay. Great. Uh, so I under- that's not lost on me. But what mm-hmm. about this? Is like particularly like the real part for you? Is it the the botched superstar, or whatever the fuck? I mean, it's all real. <laughs> Shooting star press. You're Superstar right press. Now. Got it. Okay. It's like all these, these takedowns and headlocks. These are... Like, I mm-hmm. I have a sincere feeling that what they said before this match to each other is like, do you want to just, like, shoot wrestle for five minutes? <laughs> yeah, look at that. That yeah. wasn't that wasn't him walking into a move. That was Kurt Angle just having his ass thrown to him. Yeah, he yeah, really yeah. kind of just whipped him around. If you took away the ropes and put this on a blue mat, 
you would think this is a real wrestling match. This would not like a or an amateur wrestling match. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. I agree. You're uh, not seeing it. You don't. You're looking at this, Stephen. You look like you don't see it. Well, anymore. I mean, I don't know. And pretend they're wearing that weird headgear. Yeah. And tell me that that was not scripted at all, man. He just threw Kurt Angle's ass down. Right? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess then the the other assumption you're making there is that I want to watch uh, whatever amateur real, yeah, amateur wrestling. I I don't want to watch that either. But no. if your criticism is it's fake, at least amateur wrestling is the real unscripted. Wrestling. Yeah, sure. Uh, Look at that shit. Yeah, I mean, they are use they're heavily relying on their amateur background to just to have sort of a that's how they're starting the match. They're not it's cool. walking into the moves. No, I no, not at all. You don't think so? No. Like, OK, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no uh, proof or knowledge of this. But the, this thing what they're they're holding each other from behind. They switch places like three times. Were you telling me they just let it? They were just such good tactical wrestlers that they managed to escape a holds multiple look at this i mean like olympic gold medalist ncaa world champion yes so but but that but what i mean by that is like that's not just switching back and forth these guys have such they're so good and so bad at the same time that they can lose grips of each other and regain it multiple times i I was gonna say i don't think you've seen it i never have because i don't care oh yeah that's Uh, exactly what amateur wrestling is it's it's using all of your strength to get a hold as quickly as possible and then and then they get in the same exact hold and then they get out of that hold and then they get in the same exact hold and no, they get out of that necessarily, hold. No, necessarily. Well, that but just that, happened four times is okay. what I mean. Like that's that's that where I'm like I don't know. To happen in amateur wrestling, okay. it absolutely is. All right, that's fine. I'll buy it. I guess it just yeah. I'm just like watching that. I'm like oh, we're doing this stupid like narrative thing that I feel like is a a common thing in wrestling or something that's been pointed out to me is like they do the they like trade the same move back and forth. That's sort of a thing. And I'm like okay, so we're just showing that they're both doing that same. Move. They're both like tactically efficient wrestlers. Like, uh, cool, you mean? Yeah, yeah. See I was like, I get it. They're legitimately struggling to get up though. Like, yeah. those those tosses and those suplexes are not clean lands. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm not takedown. If you take it back ten seconds, tell me that wouldn't hurt like a motherfucker. I'm not saying it wouldn't hurt. I'm not. That's not my claim. But it's like, well, yeah, it's it's not like a flat back bump. It feels like, oh no, he just straight up did like an arm dragger to him. Yeah, maybe. Again, I don't know. I don't know anything about this. If that's true, that's fine. Uh, it still doesn't make it a thing that like excites me about it is that they're really wrestling because I don't know that I care about wrestling anyway. Uh, <laughs> what but is yeah. one thing they could do right now that you'll be like, all right, I could get on board with that? What's one thing they could do? If they could sit down right. and read books together. Yeah, I was just thinking like if they just like uh, stopped this whole thing and just kind of... Uh, Maybe made an omelet. Yeah, maybe just share like the value of hard work and how they got there with the audience. Like that would be cool. Oh, then I think (laughs) he's going to like the very end of this match. Yeah, Mm -hmm. honestly. After the pin. How this WrestleMania ends is in line with that. Okay, good. Wait, so how do we how does it is this in the clip that we watched? Yeah, at the very end. Did yeah. you watch this match beforehand? I did. I'm trying. I'm not recalling what happened. That don't that worry. Happens. We'll get there to that okay, moment. Stephen will go. This is. We'll get bad. to the point where you're like, oh, you're right. I apologize for all of these episodes. This podcast is over because now I love. Yeah. Wrestling. Now I love wrestling. I, I love wrestling. I've tried to quit the show by saying that multiple I love times. wrestling and multiple they times. They won't let me. They won't you're let the me. The boy who quit. cried wolf. Uh, one of these days. Do you uh, think it's days. possible that you could ever love wrestling? 
from everything I've seen, no. Um, I just, I just don't like every everything that all the aspects that it like ticks off for people. I'm like, yeah, but like, uh, if it's athleticism, I'm like, that doesn't showcase it the best to me. If it's comedy, it's like, well, that's not the best comedy. If it's drama, it's far, far the so, worst drama. If it's achievement, it's not an interesting version of it. It's all, it's all the worst, like least, uh, like uh, enjoyable moments of those things for me when so i watch you, it i don't see it do you enjoy the rock as an actor now you're like uh fuck him as a wrestler but he loves Dwayne he does the rock good movies. well okay yeah like i like his movies for the most part he's not a very good actor but like i like him he's got he's, charisma yeah he's got charisma and that's like undeniable so yeah like i for the most part enjoy it yeah well, what about like jesse the body's uh, politics. <laughs> uh, governor, right? wrestle, what things wrestlers do outside fan. of wrestling that he could get on board, and is there something that we can bridge back there? Yeah, like he really, he's, he's really passionate about Jesse Ventura's just like his policies. Yeah, uh, yeah, you love well, him, right? He's got, I mean, he's got a lot of good thoughts. Um, well, um, to go, go back to what you were talking about about athletic competition, or mm-hmm. like you feel like it's not the best display of athleticism. Yeah, I guess. In your case, would you love a show that was literally just guys lifting heavy things or guys jumping high? World's Strongest Man Competition? Those are incredible, yeah. The winner of the World's Strongest Man Competition is Is a a wrestler. wrestler. Really? Mark Mark Henry. Henry. Yeah. Who's Mark Henry? Oh, wait. He was was, was was, in the 96 Olympics. He was the uh, the salmon jacket guy who retired. Yeah, yeah. I remember remember Mark Henry as soon as you you looked at me for not knowing. I was like, oh, yeah, Mark Henry. He's got a lot left in the tank. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, cool. That's fun. He is it. That's not a stroke. We're watching this at a slightly higher speed. We are, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you're you're, having, you're having a stroke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, world's strongest man is not a gimmick. That is, that's a legit. He was a strong man and fun. When did he do it? Ninety six. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he still so, does come. Not so much anymore, but like he definitely continued to do com- competitions like into the two thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's twenty years out of it. Uh, that's the great. Strongest man of the late eighties, early nineties lived in a small town near my high school. So every year it was a big deal. We had an assembly. We had the world's strongest man. <laughs> what was well, his name? I don't remember. Okay, so uh, Strong did, you, did you not have school buses and he would just pick up kids and throw them to school every day? Well, he, too t- he was a part of our school district. So, but I imagine for the people in North Collins where he lived, that was the case. They yeah, had yeah. school buses, but the buses didn't have wheels, so we had to pick up the bus. Oh, that would be so tight. Go to school. It was like a Flintstones thing, and he just said crazy. But he would come in every year, and he'd do like some self-help talk, motivation speech, and then his big closer was he would take a whoopee cushion, and he would like pick blow it up. It up like blow into it to the point that it would explode because Whoa. apparently if you're the world's strongest man you also have to have very strong lungs i guess yeah that. just cardio and stuff yeah, yeah. And it really or blew something. up yeah he would blow up a whoopee wow. cushion until it exploded which i don't think he could do anymore because schools would be like oh it sounds like a gunshot sure yeah huh. he's not he's not the world's strongest man mark, mark henry, henry was in 1996 yeah. no he was not yeah, he was. magnus ver magnuson was okay well, ninety six was the year he was in the Olympics. I don't know what year he won the world. Yeah, but he definitely, he definitely like him being the world's strongest man. That's definitely a title. Look at how he Brock Lesnar is legitimately being choked. That doesn't. He couldn't act that well. That's not a legitimate choke. He can't he's play. definitely cutting he's, off something. No, he's not. That's not. That's not. Oh my god, that's going to drive me insane when you guys do this. That that's yeah, not. Now where, I'm just going to. That's not where you tell choke you things people. Are real when they're not. Well, yeah. I, I hope. I hope that's not. I, I feel like that's what people are doing a lot. I'm like, that's the side of the neck. You can't choke somebody on the side of the neck. That's a great place to be well, choked. You have huge it's a great muscles. place. Yeah. 
I mean, it depends what's your purpose of choking. If you're, I mm-hmm. guess, if you're just trying to strain his neck, like for sure. But that's not a choke. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I don't know if you're trying to fuck with me. I feel like people are. I'm frequently. just going to go through this real quick. Please. Mark Henry was a two-time Olympian in '92 and '96, and he is a gold, silver, and bronze medalist at the Pan American Games in '95. Mm-hmm. The power lifter, two-time U.S. national champion, How strong he was. He got deadlift, all the medals. squat. Uh, holds the WDFPF world records in the squat and deadlift and total, mm-hmm. and the USAPL America record in the deadlift since 1995. Great. Doesn't so he didn't do the world's strongest man competition. He's He just has a, one of the highest total lifts. I oh, get it. In 2002, he won the first annual Arnold Strongman Classic. Oh, fun. Fun. Sorry. Regardless, Doesn't he's real strong. He's strong. Yeah. to you that these highly accomplished athletes who, you know, win the NCAA uh yeah, Division One or the Olympics have all these medals and accolades that they go on to this. No, you feel like this is a, a down. A step I do. Down, yeah, I, I actually I, I feel like this is a good place to go to kind of cash in a little bit. That's How, not you're not wrong, probably in some ways for yeah. some guys for yeah. Brock Lesnar. You're not wrong. Yeah. So it's like it's it's a I think it's a probably, you know, in comparison to. Uh, what like amateur wrestling would pay. I'm sure this is a much higher step up in pay uh, and arguably it could be easier, but obviously Barack Lesnar is an athlete. He keeps Barack Lesnar, Barack Lesnar, Barack. It's going to be my new uh, sketch character, Um, but obviously he's an athlete. Obviously he keeps his body up. Obviously that's a thing for him, but I still do. I'm like, oh yeah, he's just kind of like cashing in. So he doesn't have to do as much competing anymore, but I like toil anymore. And, but but I also think hmm. that it's like, what's your, your career as an Olympic gold medalist, you can't just surf having an Olympic gold medal forever. You have to get a job after that. Sure. And like this is just like it's a showcase of athleticism that like plays to your, you know, to your legitimate sports abilities while also, you know, like it's it scratches that itch while also like making you a superstar. You a superstar and famous and money and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's like Don't one of the, one of them superstar scene? one of them no. is probably stage mm-hmm. theater acting and the other one is probably being in Michael Bay movies. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that's an interesting way to look at it. But either way, it's stepping away from something that you're good at to do something that's a paycheck. So it's something you're, that you're good also at good at what you're doing, and also get a really damn good paycheck. Well, yeah. Like sure. Brock Lesnar loves wrestling. He like loves professional wrestling. Yeah. He's I talked about it that. in interviews that like he just hates the travel associated with it. Yeah. If he could walk outside of his of his like huge house into an arena and then wrestle in front of twenty thousand people and then walk home, he would right. do it every day. Because when he first left WWE like he was traveling? pretty he was pretty sour about pro wrestling and since he's come back he loves it hmm. yeah which, and he's always been a guy that like he's always said like I, mean, I think immediately after leaving WWE he left on kind of like iffy terms right so like in that case he definitely was shit talking a lot sure he left so he left WWE to go do MMA right no, well, he, he left to go to, to, to NFL. NFL oh NFL. that's right he, he was he, he was uh, on the Vikings for a little while yeah. yeah yeah that's right and then UFC because there are certain things in his contracts you can't just go off and do anything right right, right. NFL he also just wanted to be in the NFL he was and just he wanted like, to prove that he could do multiple things so like yeah. yeah he wanted to go do something more legitimate he had his little run in that and then he comes back again to go like cash in and make a little well, money and like actually even went to New hard. Japan first. Really? He went to New Japan to go back and really even hone his wrestling skills even mm-hmm. more because he wanted to get better and became the IWGP oh, champion there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, beat Nakamura for the title. <gasps> yeah, I think so. That sounds Nakamura. quite right. Yeah. People always corner me and like, you like him, you right? You like him, right? I'm like, what? Oh, God. Stop cornering um, me. And then came back to WWE and has had his current monster run since. So um, back to this thing that the yes. idea that this is a step down. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I so, can't. I guess I can't defend that as a, a true uh, statement or like that's. A no, I want you to defend that statement because I have well, I have a comparison here. Okay, let's go for it. So you you're saying Brock Lesnar was at his height, you know, when he was the NCAA champ. Uh, Kurt Angle, you know, when he had gold medals. Mark Henry, when he's the world's strongest man, or whatever mm-hmm. his accolades were. And then this is a step down, mm-hmm. and that they they should do the thing that they're best at. Okay, yeah. So I'm not saying that it's like a uh, they should do the thing that they're best at, but I understand that this is to me. It's a way to go away from that thing that you probably can't do anymore, like competing at the level of to be a world's strongest man or uh, an Olympic gold medalist. You age out of that. That's just a fact of it. There's literally nothing one could do about it except maybe try to extend your career. And it's tough. It's tough. So it's just like, oh, this is a this is a secondary pursuit. This is a secondary pursuit. And I'm not saying I guess that's fine, but it's just like, you know, whatever. That's obviously not that big of a deal. Do you like Steve Martin? Of course. Do you like Steve Carell? Always. Do you like Jim Carrey? You know it. Would you say they're some of the best comedians and comedic actors of all time? <laughs> In general. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So how do you feel about them, even though they're the best at this one thing? Mm-hmm. Being like, even though I'm the best at this and no one can compete with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go off here and prove that I can be a dramatic actor. Zero jokes in this movie. Oh, that's interesting. Be all serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think the people. Wait, wait what did Steve Martin do that was serious? I don't know. There's some movies. Shawshank Redemption. Laugh. He's done serious yeah, I believe you. I believe yeah. you. I just, I'm, I'm curious about that. Like, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I like Steve Martin. Um, yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's fine. But nobody, I think, is going to look back at Jim Carrey uh, and go like, man, the thing he was was a dramatic actor. I think the thing we'll always Have you seen remember. the number 23? I have. Yeah, the number 23 was great. I liked it. <laughs> Truly <laughs> the best. Are you, are you being serious right now? <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Uh, we never it was know. Okay. It was, I don't know what's a bit, what's not a bit. This whole world. Are you doing that Joey thing? Yeah, you know that Joey thing everybody's talking about. Uh, nobody's talking serious? about it, Joey. Guys, I just want to quickly. Uh, Joey's be- funeral is got his corpse is just going like all of a sudden he's going to raise an arm and take a zipper down his entire body. It's just a different human the whole time. Yeah, that'd be cool. I want to quickly correct that, it's myself. Gonna be, it's going to be just, a human. It'll be a human or like <laughs> twenty cats in a suit. Yeah, that sounds more. Right. I want to uh, quickly cute. correct myself. Brock Lesnar won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship in October of two thousand and five. After he beat uh, Fujita, I just want to correct Fujita. myself. Make sure that people don't go, "You fucking idiot!" on the internet. Continue. Yeah, yeah that always happens. That's yeah, rough. but, but uh, Yuki Fujita. Just to go off of what uh, Chet was saying, like, I mean, the, if you're an athlete, especially an athlete at the level of the Olympic gold uh, medals or NCAA World Championship, you're just going to be a competitive person. So, like, I feel like to Kurt Angle or Brock Lesnar. They don't see this as like a step down or a paycheck. They see it as like, this is my opportunity to see if I can also be the best at this other thing. Mm-hmm. Sure, which mm-hmm. I think probably Steve Carell and Jim Carrey and those guys. There's yeah. always something with, with comic types in particular. It seems like once they get at the top of it, they have to prove that they, they're more than just jokes. Oh, Even yeah. It's not just jokes. And that being a great comedic actor is... I think more difficult than being a great dramatic um, actor. It's it easy. It's it easy to go from uh, comedy to drama, but harder to go from drama to comedy. I have. It's oh, just like yeah, it's timing and a lot of just like different performance things that like. It's just like uh, <laughs> it's the same with comedy writing, where it's like it's easier for comedy writers to be dramatic writers than it is for dramatic writers to be comedy writers. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a statement! Uh, I, I, like don't know, that. I don't know. I'll by that. <laughs> it's interesting. Do you, um, do you not agree with that uh, as a writer? Well, no. I, I just I, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I get again. I, I'll just stand by. I I don't like I don't like it when comedians do that. Actually, I think there's a, been a, a sweeping of that. Uh, in, uh, one of one of one of your favorite movies, Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, I mean, I Adam would argue Sandler. that's 
Adam would, Sandler dramatic. Yeah, I would argue yep. that's far more the director and the writer of that than Adam Sandler, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but my point on is like I don't like it when uh, comedians do that, and I feel like there's actually a scourge of it happening at all levels of comedy of people trying to prove that they can do drama, and it's like you know what, do comedy. Com- comedy is a fine pursuit, and it sucks that we look down on it uh, in Jonah a way. Hill can do both. Well, uh, really, really quick, let's um, yeah. let's go to this shooting star press. Let's listen to a clip of this. Gotta go back. Lester, he's climbing to the top. I, I, I don't. I, this ain't Brock. Brock doesn't do. What the hell is this? What the hell's Lester doing, Cole? Oh my God! Lester went for the shooting star press, and Kurt Angle rolled out of the way. He does not. He does not cover. Lesnar yeah. does not cover that was angle. The second angle slam he gave him the match. Mm-hmm. He said, "Now I'm going to go up top." Which people are like, "What is he doing?" Yeah. So Brock Lesnar <laughs> so stands on the ropes, away. jumps, <gasps> lands directly on his head. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he looks wobbly on it. You can see before he even jumps, there's like a little like that, that, slight oh, yeah. hesitation that's like, oh, that you fucked yourself. I mean, that, they had the wherewithal for Kurt Angle to know something fucked up, but we can't just lay here. So Kurt Angle goes to pin Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and right. luckily Lesnar wasn't so out of it that he didn't yeah. know to not kick out or something. Not scripted fuck. at all. This is the biggest part of the show, and mm-hmm. they're re- yeah, right it was the su- ending of the movie. It was supposed to end on that shooting star press. Yeah. It was supposed to end on that? Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is everything at this point is just like, this is the. Auto finality of the last match of uh, the biggest event of the year for WWE. Mm-hmm. We can't f this up, right? Even if Brock Lesnar has a broken neck, we have to end this match. And right Angle was quickly on his way out with an injury after this, so it's like, had he like accidentally like you know yeah. Lesnar was so out of it, he would have retained the title. They're like instinctively to go for that pin. It totally worked, but it's a good thing Lesnar um, had the wherewithal. Brock yeah. Lesnar uh, got a pretty severe concussion off of this. He didn't did. he? Didn't he's so muscular and he has such big neck muscles. <laughs> he did not break his neck. He didn't get any like bone damage he's or lucky. anything yeah which is very lucky because he's you know a 300 pound man who landed directly on his head <laughs> yeah um but yeah he's so concussed like look at his eyes yeah there's the lights are not on in that um <laughs> do you believe in concussion steven <laughs> yeah no, I uh, bet he's in no. more pain there than when he was in an, you know your average amateur wrestling match oh yeah oh, yeah when he he mm. said he said in interviews he does not remember any of this. Shooting Star Press, winning like winning the title in the main yeah. event of WrestleMania, he does not remember that. Doesn't that kind of make <laughs> you want to do crazy shit? Like, I wouldn't want to do stuff like that because I'm like, I don't want to deal with the pain. But if you told me I could jump off a cliff and survive, but I wouldn't remember any of the pain, that'd be fucking off. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, fair. He probably, that. I mean, he probably felt it in the morning. You know? I'll tell you start what. smoking weed, I guess. Yeah, drugs. Yeah. Drugs will get you drugs, there, dude. <laughs> drugs will get you yeah, there just for like, sure. Look at Brock Lesnar's eyes. He, like, the lights are not on for that guy right sure. now. No, no, no. Joey, maybe if we did mushrooms, like, we'd be open to this whole other world where we would discover we don't like wrestling i mean i'm not ready to take that chance i think <laughs> honestly i think you'd just understand that uh that my point of view and all points of never, never. i think you would i think we'd all go you all go like this all makes sense there's this right. show of sportsmanship that chad that chad was talking about this is it the handshake that's the big They're fucking hugging. thing they are sincerely hugging. i knew you weren't gonna give a so shit fucking what Look at that. Who Look cares? At, Wait, what does that here. prove? Oh, that sucks. I can't believe that's the thing. I was I was like so excited to like, because I was like, I must have missed something. I bet you this is going to be interesting. They shook hands. No, that's know. your big fucking I, thing. I totally like, trolled him on that one. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, well, that sucked. Yeah, thanks, cool. Thanks for that good fucking nightmare of a fucking wrestling match. Guys, but uh, why? Angle but, was a, a, a hardcore heel, though, at that time. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they embraced. It was a cool moment. You don't Why? Because f- you don't give a fuck. Why is it cool? Because it's like a celebration of their athleticism. They're both yeah. they're both legitimate combat athletes. Ending WrestleMania on that high note. So, but 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 survived. But, 
notes. They survived of a year of stories. Because they hugged. What is? It? I'm, I'm do trying you have to a problem with Survivor. Is that what you're telling? <laughs> yes, well, I do. It's just the Angelina like, Jolie directed movie I mean, Survivor. I did not like the storyline leading up that. into that. Would have been. At the top of the match, they hated each other. At the end of the match, they respected each other. Uh huh. It's that's that's the story they're trying to tell. Do you not believe in respect? I don't believe in that storyline because one. That's too bad because I was hoping that's how this podcast would end. Uh, respect we started with hating each other, but we could at least walk out of this room. It'll never. I never. Respect. I've never hated anybody on this podcast. One person I've hated on this Who's podcast. Oh, I did. <laughs> Guys, you'll never know. Um, <laughs> just go back and listen to all the episodes. You might be able to figure it out. Wait, how do many I episodes this? are there at this point? What's that? 60 like 67, 60, 60, 70. Actually, yeah, oh, yeah. when this comes out, it'll be like 70. 70 some. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when this comes out in 2019. <laughs> yeah, we got too many. Uh, we record so far in advance. <laughs> I mean, one, I don't. One, I don't buy the the story that you're talking about because, like we said. We know it's fake. We know that they just did this and it's whatever. So this this like moment of like catharsis and they have a mutual respect for each other. They probably had a mutual respect for each other but before it's not it started. Fake. It wasn't it wasn't do you think it was scripted that they would hug at the end? Sure. No. It that was you think not the, scripted. Wait, wait, those I moments. Doubt it was. Wait, wait, you don't think those moments are scripted in, in WWE? I'm saying in this specific moment. I don't think it was. I don't think that was scripted at all. If anything, no. they might have gotten a little heat afterwards. And it's not like, hey, we just did this big dance. Hey, I just landed on my fucking head and we still came out of it alive. Yeah. We, yeah. we got to this point. We got to be the two top guys main eventing this big event, the crown jewel of our industry and our right. business and this company. We got to close out the show. The title changed. We both had a great match. We put our bodies in the line. Let's fucking hug and embrace and say that we did a good job. And hey, we realized our dream and fucking got here and we're stars and we're making money and we're doing what we love. That's what's wrong with that. I just don't get it. That's fine. It's just such a like it's such a minor thing that you're like giving a lot of credit. It's like they hug at the end of every fucking Saturday Night Life, too. But nobody's like, that's my favorite part of the show. I fucking that believe is my in favorite it. part. Of I the do show. love that part of the show. Legitimately. <sighs> you guys means are... I can go to sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's not that's not enough to be like, wow, I'm really put over the really put over the edge. On don't that you like I congratulations? Don't you like congratulating yourself? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, they literally the self-congratulatory person. I know I, I, know. It's I the worst. went down a loophole two weeks ago, or a rabbit hole two weeks ago on YouTube of different saxophone players covering the ending theme to Saturday Night Live. That's a whole <laughs> thing. That's oh, I there. bet. Oh, that's great. The there's great. this one thing. There's this, there's a sucks. video of a guy playing the closing theme to SNL on piano. And then there's another guy that took that video, did a split screen, and then had him playing saxophone over it. Did you find some real terrible ones? No. Anyone that does that is good. Oh, wow. Like, I don't Anyone think, because it's a complicated song i don't think it's hmm. no one's gonna pick up a ukulele and try to cover that like you have to be good at piano or let's cut song. to a quick clip of one of those uh snl end song covers There's a bunch of them. I I don't know why. I was real real depressed around the holidays, and I'm like, I'm just gonna listen to this oh. 19 versions of Saturday Night Live's closing theme. Song. Uh, Sorry to hear that. And like, <laughs> while you're listening to it, just to yourself, you were saying like, and your host Chet Wild. Oh, of course, <laughs> Chet Wild. How come I didn't get that callback? Uh, that's, that's what we're all thinking. Uh, so is I, it time to go ahead and rate this? Yeah, let's go around and we'll rate, rate it. Match. We'll rate it uh, <laughs> one out of five hugs. 
One out of five hugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shooting yeah. star hugs. Yeah. Uh, star. I'm down to star. Superstar um, hugs. Uh, something that we didn't really talk about with this match. I thought it did a really good job of telling a story similar to the um, Serena Deeb Kana match that uh, Ryan Namath showed us. Yep. Of a uh, top of the match, they're amateur wrestling and like kind of using the technical abilities um, at about like the five, 10 minute point. They're uh, building into a lot of power moves, a lot of mm-hmm. just straight up German suplexes, throws. Brock Lesnar, amazing at selling. Like, that's something that um, he's not often given credit for, but like, he, like, he'll jump and do a backflip out of a German suplex just to like make it look, look, look like it hurts that much more. Like, right. if he respects somebody, he'll like, work his ass off to make them look good. And he 100% did. Um, yeah, I agree. When he wants to sell, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he does most of the time. Yeah, I feel like more often than not, he's, like, game to put somebody over. I mean, yeah, at the I time, guess he wasn't built as this giant, unstoppable monster. Like, yeah. a right. monster, but not today's era. It's like he can't be beat unless he's beat by a 50-year-old man from WCW that hasn't wrestled in 12 years. Oh, Correct. yeah, yeah. That's his one Correct. weakness. A 50-year-old man. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, you know, the uh, escalation to power moves, a lot of, like, really great desperation moves, like Kurt Angle's, like, diving knee strikes. I, I don't think I've ever seen him do those before. Those are really cool. Yeah. And like into escalating to a point of like Brock Lesnar uh, taking out all the stops and doing a shooting star press attempt off the top of the rope. See, as you're going back here and watching this in slow motion, see how they're not jumping into moves. Like it's legit strength. It's all... But he is jumping. He but just jumped into that move. Suplex. That's different. Yeah, all right, but I mean, you know what I mean. Like it's like you're. It, I feel like this happens a lot with wrestling fans, and and I get okay. it. I get why you do this, but it's like it's there's these moments where you're like, well, that part's real, or like that, and it's like, well, why? Why do you believe knowing knowing the truth of it, which is it's not. It's not real. The larger you we would just agree. It's the broad strokes maybe scripted. The but broad strokes. The broad strokes of it. You would say like, is wrestling real? And you would the the quick short answer is no. It's not real. But you'd be like, and it, for you, what you have is like these shades of gray, and there are shades of gray, and that's fine. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of wrestling fans, what they do is they go, no, look, like there's so many moments that are real, and we're just well, missing all of them. And it's you, like, well, like why do you think that? Why do you believe that hug isn't scripted one, when everything else that they do is scripted and planned? Okay, why? so one is professional wrestling fans. We desperately want to be worked. We want to yeah. believe that it's real. That's awesome, yeah. Uh, but like, like, but you're trying to convince me, and I don't like that. Well, there's like, even just little right. bits like... A little bit. Little, the little reason bit. I ask is, is not to get off topic. Often, good stand-up is a heightened reality. You're sure, working right. the audience. It's something like I do a lot of stand-up that isn't 100% accurate, but mm-hmm. it's based on something that's real that that's heightened or exaggerated or scripted. But the at the core of it, it, it it's something that ha- that happened to me. At the core yeah. of this, it's still real athleticism in in competing yeah. and having to be in top shape. Yeah. Wait, so you when stand-ups tell stories that happened to them today, they all happened today though, right? Like, yeah, they all like, happened that day. That day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Because I was just, like, they that just had, very day. They just had to tell it to an audience. Yeah, yeah. They, they just had like these like great 10-minute chunks yeah, on the I'm thing that just com- happened that if, day. I don't want them to like <laughs> wrestling, but if I could ruin comedy for them, that would be <laughs> Yeah, you should hate comedy. I guess Joe, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, to totally digress from here. Oh, no, sorry. it's okay. Well, I do want to say, yeah. and I guess I'm just also confused at your point, too, because I don't know what it's ever going to take, because we've had wrestlers on this show, wrestlers, who mm-hmm. will say, well, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I know. Even if it was a clip that they might be in, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this part was real. And you're still like, you've still always got that trepidation of like, well, but I still but don't believe you. Mick Foley could like hand you, you a part of his ear take. and used to be like, eh, it's fake. Well, yeah, it took Stephen 
10 to 20 episodes of this show before he acquiesced that blading was a thing and here he goes and, and he i deny it and and yeah i've i'm fine with that i never said that blading wasn't a thing and my my stance on it is always let's grossly cut, misrepresented let's cut, to, let's cut to all of the clips <laughs> of steven throughout the show saying that blading isn't a thing my my point of view on it is grossly rep- misrepresented and that was that i didn't say blading wasn't a thing and it's not real okay i just said that i believe that there's fake blood in wrestling and if you guys are you feel like it's impossible to believe that we've is true never said that was impossible uh, i could find that too uh no, we've are, never said that was impossible turn this into a clip show at this it's, point. it's, it's it basically is we have said that is. they use blood capsules and do other various things we'd fucking know that but, yeah, I mean, but I, when they're blading off of their head that's almost that would almost never be fake yeah. the, the situations that i'm talking about i think like specifically the the carrie o'neill episode and a few other episodes uh after it um yeah like that we showed like you rock spe- stone cold yeah right? we showed you specific yes. moments where it's like look the rock is bleeding and you were like nah there's no way that he's bleeding that much yeah. show him, uh, don't buy Austin it. in the sharpshooter at wrestlemania oh yeah we showed him that yeah yeah i think that i think that that at that point yeah, he like right. acquiesced a little bit um, I, I guys i what, what's, that was what's, justin donaldson once we I've showed him you guys all these points and i i want like here's the thing this is something you guys i want like you as the my co-host to think about this and just for all of our future guests go ahead i've acquiesced a lot of points on this yeah you guys have never given up a single inch a single inch and i just want you to go like am i is it possible is it possible at all that there's one inch to give like is it possible but this isn't good acting is it possible Try. Yeah, you guys just should, try. Like, There's you guys plenty asked me of to suggest acting. good matches. Perhaps you should ask future guests to suggest bad matches. We've watched garbage. We, should, we, should, we have we have watched a little bit. Not enough. I want more garbage. Frankly, the brawl. All, oh, all he's brawl. acknowledging this isn't garbage. All right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm sweet. telling you, we've watched shit. I, I, Stephen, I will acquiesce if, if, if there's a reason to. I just. No, you won't. Yes, I well, will. You, you won't. I've acquiesced, and I've actually. I'll I've, say when shit sucks. Have you taken him to live shows? Oh yeah, yes. we took him to uh, NXT, NXT Hollywood yeah. and uh, Lucha. Lucha he took us. Raw's gonna be here in a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we wanted to take him to the Royal Rumble. We're gonna have like a Royal Rumble party that uh, all of our listeners are invited to. Just come to Nick and I's apartment. And G One's <laughs> coming along. Wait, where's uh, the Rumble at? Oh, that's yeah. We were gonna take. We thought it was in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I feel like I've not necessarily acquiesced points, but I feel like in hearing you talk, I've learned more about specifically why I like professional wrestling. An yeah. example would be the Vader episode of the Jason Wayne Christian, Christian. When you pointed out a moment when Vader smiled at the end of one of his matches, yep. and you were like, I like that because it looks like that's just the look of a proud man who like dedicated his life to something and appreciated it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's... I didn't really put it together until you worded it like that but like mm-hmm. that's why i love daniel bryan that's why i love mick foley that's mm-hmm. why i love the the battleground match between um the Rhodes family um cody gold dust and dusty versus the shield mm-hmm. from uh, battleground 2013 yeah, i a think few years yeah. ago um where it's just like oh this is like an entire family that just like loves this and they like care about this at a level that doesn't feel scripted or you can't script the amount of passion that they've got for it because there is you know like generations of this family that's done this thing yeah mm-hmm. uh, and also in that episode I, sa- I said something that blew your mind a little bit i was like oh, i've never seen roman reigns ever yeah. happy and you're like yeah you're right that's fair he's well, never yeah and that's happy. like oh yeah. that's why i don't <laughs> like that guy that's, that's why he's very fake that's why yes. i didn't like goldberg a lot in the 90s and like why i think i personally love his current run is like he's a dude that like realizes that he appreciates it. He's been right. humbled. He's and come back and realized. Roman Reigns is a piece of shit. We can turn the podcast to that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, everyone. But he is, and I, that's and my... that's something fake forced down our throats. Yeah, yeah. we've we've exactly. talked at this to great. That's lengths. the product. 
That is the product. Whether you guys you you guys have to search out the little gems, you have to search them out. These like little gold flakes in this in giant pile of crap and it's like i don't want to watch the giant pile of crap i don't want to watch roman reigns i don't want to watch these things i don't think those are ever good and so for me to like have to watch 50 episodes of something to see like one guy who seems to like what he's doing and like i can go like oh i like a guy who takes pride in his work that sucks that sucks but i think that i'm just i'm like i think uh masochistic as a viewer a little bit like i still watch the walking dead there are multiple times where I was like, well, this is my last episode. And then like they'll and have one, comes back. one scene at the end of an episode that like is just good enough that it's like, OK, you've earned one more week. Yeah. <laughs> All also, right, Joey, we got to get comedy your- and you see how many awful acts and bits to get to like something that's actually good and unique. Who could count them? Yeah. Well, but but I, I agree with that. But we don't watch like. Uh, for just whatever we don't watch Louis C.K. going and working out new material. We watch a special. We watch it after it's been worked on for yeah. a year. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? No, I do. I watch. I mean, yeah. yeah but even it. Louis C.K. at that level doesn't really eat shit because he's Louis right. C.K. But you yeah. know, what? you you understand the sentiment of what I mean by that is we don't see people work out their bits for years to get to a one good, really, really, really good special and like not do great and like this bit doesn't work and got to get rid of it. I and disagree. Like I think I watch it. people all the time grow and and well, maybe we're in different Most circles people. of comedy. Most people yeah. don't usually keep up to date well, with Chad as a the, working comic. Right, like, yeah. you know, right, right. But I mean, you guys are UCB and Pack Theater. Yeah. So you watch bits and characters that are like oh it's just a little bit of it works and it's mostly shit you see him fig- then, you either see him figure it out or you, you never see them do it again a giant thing yeah i mean i, I mean i think do- ucb culture honestly has more yeah. of a, a culture of abandonment on if an idea doesn't work oh, yeah, it's 100%. like it's just like yeah don't try to revise it yeah. it didn't work Let's so go it's like, one, joey yeah. double down so it's <laughs> yeah. like should i not watch jimmy kimmel live every week to see his weekly or nightly tv show every week and only watch him host like the oscars and be like okay now that he's ready for the big stage and the big time and this is his big event i can watch that one that's all not that a, other stuff he's been working out throughout doesn't that's not work. an equivalent that's analogy. exactly what it is it's wrestling is a weekly no, tv no, show no no and no, they have a weekly TV wrong. show, and absolutely then I'm only wrong. supposed to watch the pay-per-views or WrestleMania? Well, yeah. How is that wrong? When, like, That's a sound wrong. comparison. It's a, it, it's a not sound comparison. We've gone way off track. I, I, I could, uh, whatever. But Joey, oh, get your rattling for Christ's sake. I am rattling. But it's just not, a, it's not even close to the same thing. How is it, it is? not it's the same the thing? But specific thing. I don't even remember what you said, but I agree 100%. Thank you. But specifically the way that WWE... not watch somebody's weekly or nightly show and only watch their big events? That's... Well, here's here's what I would actually argue. So and sorry, and then we'll come back. To you, so he doesn't we'll stroke out here. I there's too much current product. There it's is insane to watch all. That. Yes. So watch the pay per views and enjoy them. Here's the thing: when I watch Raw and SmackDown, and then I watch the pay per views, I usually watch a little bit delayed, and I forward through all the like packages. Sure. But really, yeah. if you don't watch any Raw and SmackDown, they do such a great job with the packages. Yeah. You could just watch the pay per views and not miss anything. Yeah, it, it catches you up. Yeah, I feel like that's a person. I, I hear what you're saying and whatever. And you like uh, the video packages. I like I like the video packages, frankly, more than anything else. They do a great job. Uh, 
But I, I feel like it's usually not enough to fully catch up. If you watch the video package, it's, it still feels like not enough to understand the enormity of it, I guess, well, the then story. you're fucking defeating your own point because you've mm. said you don't want to watch all the garbage to get the snowflake. Of course that I don't want to. rid of all the garbage okay. and just gives you the yeah. or golden flakes or okay, whatever, so let me, frosted flakes. I don't know. Let some me, bullshit <laughs> flakes. Be, let me put it like this, okay? If it's, let's just put, say it's a movie. It's like a piece of entertainment. Okay. And uh, we, what's a movie you liked? Just dirty work. Dirty work. Don't know it. Don't. That's fine. I saw it's that one movie, of the greatest comedies uh, of all time. Uh, I've seen that movie about ten times. And it's the funny. What is only, it? The only reason about that I've seen it ten times is I think that I got free pay per view when I was a kid. <laughs> just like for one weekend, like they made an error. So and that movie was just the only thing that was playing that weekend. And I definitely looked at that as like, oh, I'm losing money if I don't watch this yeah. ten times. <laughs> but did you like it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, I mean, liked Dirty Work. It's funny. <laughs> okay, underrated. You have to watch it. I, I don't know. I'm trying to. It's a buddy film with Artie Lang and Norm Macdonald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Chris, Farley. Chris Farley. Okay, great. Bob Saget directed. Chris Farley's insane in that movie. Uh, yeah. Huh. I gotta see this. This looks. Uh, but, uh, okay. Anyway, so hold on. Days. My point is this. My point is this. You're like, if we had the movie Dirty Work and it looks like it's about him getting heart surgery for his dad. Mm-hmm. If we didn't, let's say that the story of that, like that first thing that kicks off the story is he needs heart surgery for his dad. What I feel like the, uh, watching WWE is the equivalent of, of like, if that took four hours to get to the idea that he already Langs or whoever's dad needs heart surgery that and then then I get that one moment and then it's like, but wait. The story's still going. And then I'd have to take another four hours to get to the next moment or like next big step of the movie. And that's they're starting to take action on that. He getting the money like that's WWE is I have to sit through so much shit, so much shit, so much, so much shit to get to something that actually matters. And there's too much product for that. When, uh, and that but I'm telling you, you I'm, don't, not, I'm th- telling you as a fan that I could take off a month if I have some big distraction going on in life and then just watch the packages on yeah, the recaps. and feel completely caught up. Yeah. And also, like, right now is the best time to be a fan. Uh, Royal Rumble season. Everything accessible. The, the UK tournament that all of us watched. Yeah, yeah yesterday and yeah, yeah. today. Was it good? Uh, I didn't watch it yet. I haven't seen any of it yet. Yeah. I will. I, Joey, yeah, I'm no, sorry. You got steamrolled when we were talking about weekly shows versus, like, big events, like, yeah. building up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess something that I wanted to mention to Steven is, like, there's so much garbage that's not even televised. Like, what's on TV? True. What's on TV is the gold. Like, they... House they, shows. They do house shows that are essentially their untelevised Jesus open mics Christ. to work out their matches for television and for pay-per-views. I would... Example would be NXT Hollywood. Um, we saw mm-hmm. Ty Dillinger versus, uh, I think it was Buddy Murphy, Wesley Blake, one of those guys. No, no, no. That what Didn't he face Bobby Roode? No, 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 no that, was, f- that was a bushy. It was, it was, one, a it was either Blake or Murphy. I forget. Um, so uh, there was a spot in that match where I think Blake, I'm just going to say it was Blake's, yep. hands were on the mat, Ty Dillinger stomped on Blake's hands, and then Blake lifted his hands up and started like moving his hands like he was doing Ty's 10 thing. Mm-hmm. Audience loved it. They were counting along. Everybody cheered. Yeah, they were feet. definitely working that spot out for when it happened in the Bobby Roode match at NXT Takeover. Yes, like they were, like that's an example of like like Chet was saying like oh I'm like working on my bit and I'm like seeing if it works for a live audience and if it didn't then they would probably like tweak it or do something different with it or like how many times are they going to do the ten thing like that's a that's a good example and you're right because like that, that that's like WWE doesn't get that much money from house shows mm-hmm. it's yeah. just Vince McMahon likes that the wrestlers have a platform with which to kind of run things mm-hmm. it's sort of their it's their like and like they even do that for like WrestleMania main events like they'll run. Like, you know, The Undertaker versus somebody at, like, a house show or something beforehand. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the weeks leading up to it, they'll, like, make sure it's perfect for WrestleMania. So that's, like, a different 
analogy than what I was saying. My point was that you have a lot of product to the look TV at. Is crap. Uh, you have a lot of product to look at on a single night of television. There's only one good thing in it, and it's like watching a lot of working out to get to that one good thing and stand up. So th- I get what you're saying. They do work out. That's there's fine. working out before. Yeah, there is working. That's out fine. That's I believe yeah. you. That doesn't have anything to do with what I said. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Uh, okay, make your rating. Okay, great. <laughs> just acquiesce that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just wanted to talk kind of. <laughs> it's a I great know. acquiescence. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I can say a fact about house shows. Uh, like, um, okay, so uh, with all that in mind, I give this match four man hugs. Um, yeah, like I thought that it was a good mix of athleticism, power wrestling moves, the Brock Lesnar botch at the end, even though that's just what the match is going to be remembered for. Sure. Like I thought that the match itself was very good. Um uh, Nick, what's yeah. your rating? I remember watching this Mania live. I thought this was a good show overall. Yeah. Anyway, I thought this was a good. Yeah, I'm from Washington State. I, a lot of my friends were at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. Uh, I thought this was a good culmination of a good pay per view. I thought it was a solid main event. Uh, it is remembered for that botch, but I liked it very much. I'm not going to spend a whole lot more time talking on it. I I think it's a four out of five too. I thought it was a well told story. Two great athletes, really at like the height of their game at the time, even, and they've had multiple heights. Yeah. Both of these guys. Uh, so, and I, in a way, now they're once again both at the height of their game. Like, yeah, angle returned. Wrestling Rumble, different. That would be insane. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I mean, God, I know. people are like waiting for it at the Rumble. Um, I give it a four. Yeah, uh, a very small story from this WrestleMania. Um, there's a, a match between it's A Train and Nathan Jones versus The Undertaker and Kane. Uh, um, yeah, but Nathan Jones wasn't in the match, isn't it? But just, it was like that was what it was built it was as. Be. It's just That's Nathan right. Jones wasn't a good wrestler at the time, and he was That's way right. too dangerous, so he just came, did a run at the end. So it was essentially A <laughs> Train right. versus The Undertaker and Kane or something. Yeah, it was a um, handicap. There was a point in the match that people don't know. Safeco Field is immediately next to like a train switchyard. Uh huh. Yeah. And um, there's a point in the match where A Train is in the ring against The Undertaker. You can hear a, tw- a train whistle off in the distance just because Safeco's near. A, uh, a switchyard and a train definitely like hulked up for a sec when he heard train noises. Oh, that's so funny and it's like if you watch it if you watch that match and listen for it there's definitely a point where like him and the undertaker are exchanging blows you hear a train off in the distance and a train just no sells a couple punches what and just lets him go bit. he definitely trains up completely unscripted but he's like oh yeah tra- a train trains <laughs> that's funny uh, the moment he always waited yeah, yeah yeah just like oh like if only every match was near a switchyard Chad uh, you pick the match what are you thinking yeah. about a rating um I'm going to ask Scale one to five hugs. Yeah, yep. shooting I'm star hugs. Gonna give this uh, one hug. However, uh-huh. twist. <laughs> if you need more than one hug to show your affection, you're just overcompensating. Needy. One is the most meaningful <laughs> hug. I'm giving it one incredibly meaningful. Mm-hmm. Just soak in the moment. This is perfect. So you just find our rating system ineffective. <laughs> that's fair. All right. It's a yeah, high I mean, rating. Reasonable. I think there are a couple. So, that, so that sounds like it. a five. I want to call it a five. Yeah, but that's a one world. hug. Yes. It's one yeah, hug yeah. that equals a five. It's like one, one hug that's better than five hugs because you're committing to the hug. Yeah. Like if okay. you were on a date and you really like the other person. And I'd like, hug him like six hey, times. Hey, I want to give you a hug. You'd be like, all right, cool. But if you're like, hey, I'm going to hug you five <laughs> times for then, I'd be like, what the fuck is your problem? You know what I mean? Okay. So if the woman said, if I suggested that and the woman said yes, then I'd know that she's the one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, watching this, this feels like a match that uh, isn't particularly notable oh. to me. 
Uh, I, I guess I guess watching this, you guys go. see you so guys much. see like some real, I guess, like shoot fighting or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I, I don't see it. I also don't care if they're doing it. Like, I also just don't care okay. uh, if that's if they're doing that. Then I'm like, cool. Like, Do what you a feel choice. Feelings about anything. You're very come up many times. don't care. You don't matter. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Very I, I, dismissive. What's something you're passionate about? Oh, God. Uh, God, what am I? Infographics. About? Infographics. That's, yeah. what, that's, that's the joke. Yeah. Infographics. Um, marketing. I, I mean, I, uh, I, if there's something Synergy. that's like, if you're looking for something like a sport or whatever, I don't, I don't have a lot of hardcore passions on any sports. That's just not my thing. Just in general, maybe your serotonin levels are low or something. <laughs> that's why you don't like wrestling. I'm telling yeah. you, there's a psychological that's reason. True. I probably there's got some a, brain honestly, chemistry. I need going more sun. I need more sun. Honestly, I think that there is like, because there are so many people that are that like Allie Beardsley is an example of somebody that she never watched wrestling before. She came over to Taylor's, watched one match, and was like, "This is great. I love she it." She fell in love with it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you got again. You guys are so fucking delusional. You think there's something you think there's something wrong with me cuz I don't like wrestling. The majority of people don't watch wrestling. The vast majority of people never watch wrestling. You guys are in the minority. But those people it's that not, don't We're not why weird. Why are you against but the, minorities in this but, country? Really? But the vast ma- but like the vast your... the vast majority of people also don't hate wrestling. It's just not within their purview, you know. They, like I don't watch Westworld. I don't hate it. I just don't get, just don't care about I it. I don't give a shit about it at I, all. That's fine. I would argue that that's a very similar opinion. Hate and don't care. I would argue they're the same thing. I disagree I've chose with that. to engage. I, I, I've chose I hard to engage, disagree with that. I've chose to engage on hate because of how much it's been put on me from you two. It's become hate. It would be I don't care. I did not think about it literally at all. I had not thought about it in a decade until you two came into my life <laughs> and fucking Eric Moneypenny always talking about wrestling. I had to hear all this shit about wrestling. I didn't think about it. And but then, then it started blossoming. You just you started going over and over and over. Not all the people. You two assholes. There's a lot of people. It's you though. two assholes. Nobody, literally nobody else. I didn't know anybody else liked wrestling. But now you until do. you two yeah. started this fucking stupid <laughs> and now, podcast. And now you're and now you're the GM of a professional wrestling federation. Yeah, that's we had right. A great show last night. We had a great way. show. I think you. There's some something wrong with you where you like you like all of this, and that's the only reason you hate wrestling again. Yeah. You're it's on. It's on me. It's on everybody else. It it's like it's you don't understand that you. you do like it. You're fucking insane. You're insane, people. There's okay, fine. So anyway, uh, oh, wait, this did is he just. Was that an agreed? <laughs> no, it wasn't. We're not done. Let me just get a stupid rating out. Right, Steven okay. loves wrestling. One time, well, if the uh, rating is stupid in general, you're going in with a bad attitude. You have to look at this objectively. <laughs> you said our rating scale was broken by saying we only need one I hug. It was stupid. He did I that was as, he did that as a joke. He gave our stupid rating system the most meaningful rating we've ever. Yeah. Had on the one show, hug. yeah. So uh, one time, I went to a friend's birthday party and I was very excited to see my friend. Uh, and I gave him a real big, sincere hug. And then this guy that, like, I kind of know and I do not you? like, give you uh, like, was right next to him and was like very excited about giving me a hug. And I turned and gave him like a uh, around the shoulder pat on the arm because I was like, I'm not hugging you. We're not bros. Sure. Uh, and his face, his face was uh, devastated and heartbroken. And I was like, Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's the the amount of hugs I would give this match is a a side shoulder. Tap you on the shoulder, like, all right, bud, I'm gonna go over here now. Uh, hug. Okay, yeah. so, like, so that's like three hugs, right? Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. I, it's, I, it's not even two. a full hug, Joey. It's more meaningful than three hugs. If you gave me three hugs or you gave me that, I'd be like, oh, well, that was more sincere. Yeah, shoulder yeah. touch. It's like, Oof. good job, dude. What I feel like that's like, that high, to be honest. What I feel like that's like, at least you cared. Like, that's sort of like, 
I care enough about this person's feelings that I'm going to give them a personal connection that's not going to make them feel rejected. I think it's a seven. What are you talking about? That's deflecting a hug assault. I got assaulted with the hug and was just like, all right. But like you could have just stood there with your arms to your sides. You could have oh, no. walked you away. Said no. Could have walked away. So if no, if I take if I take the hug, I feel like that's still giving him a little bit more than I wanted to. I give him less of my body. I turned and gave him some shoulder and a tap, as if to say, "Hey, man, we're done." But I feel like remember the, the this meaning- is how this man thinks about hugs, and we're the ones with. The well, yeah, problem. like I feel like the meaningfulness <laughs> of hugs isn't based on body contact. <laughs> I don't love somebody more if I wrap my legs around them while hugging them. No, I actually do think the meaningfulness of hugs is based on body contact. I disagree. It's opening with that. yourself up yeah it's like it's i don't think it's necessarily like i like hugging people yeah you like i that. like hugging people I mean, but I it's like it's more about the level of embrace like joey and yeah. i hugged when we're here mm-hmm. um but it wasn't like a, yeah it, some it would say we're some would say we're hu- some would say we're hugging right now <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's take a quick break hey i'm, I'm ben. Jeff. i'm ben i know i'm i'm <sighs> Ben, just, just do, do it. The, just do okay, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Uh, hey, this is Ben, Jeff, and Thayer, and we host a podcast called Convince Me, where we have guests on to try to convince us to get on board with their unique obsessions. Check out our I'm podcast. Thayer. It's called Convince Me. I'm Jeff. And we're back. Uh, okay, great. So that was super fun. We've realized that Stephen doesn't know how to hug people. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, Says the what are you talking about? I knew how to hug him. I chose to subvert it. We took a break. We're on to a next subject, Joey. Great. If you're a wrestling fan, you have questions for Steven, or if you're not a wrestling fan, you have questions for Nick and I, shoot us an email. You should love wrestling at gmail.com or send us a tweet at YSLW podcast. If you have strong opinions about hugging, be sure and uh, tweet us uh, with a hashtag hugs for life. Yeah. Hashtag X X. X. Also, yeah, you, don't you, like, you don't like wrestling it. because Dude, there's hugs. so many grapples that three are like hugs. hugs, and you're just like, ugh, look at these guys hugging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hugs, yeah. Uh. It, might, it might be my very real fear of intimacy. If Who you, knows? If you met oh, right, I 100% now we're agree with that. that yeah, this is it. the real shit we want. Yeah, no, if, that could be see, it. I 100% agree yeah. with that. All right. I'm, I'm engaged. I don't have a fear of intimacy. You guys are insane. I hard disagree. If you met Bailey in person, would you give Bailey a hug? I don't know. I think she would be upset if some strange person hug came up life. and she hugged her. She would go in for a hug. She would, want she would go in for a hug. Her t-shirt She's says, a hugger. Her t-shirt if says, I, I'm a hugger. No, no. People don't hug want life. random people coming up and hug, hugging them. Bailey I don't care who you are. Bailey does, dude. Right, I'm, I'm gonna, not saying you know what? No. behind I'm, her and no. hug her. <laughs> I'm going to go find Bailey. I'm going to give her a surprise hug. I'm going to give her the hug of her life. Hey, I'm going to swoop in behind you and give you a butt Jesus hug. Jesus Christ. Hey, you want, want a nice little behind hug? What is happening? happened nobody I mean, said you should do that we could reach like we yeah we know people that know bailey we could maybe make that happen i am bailey just yeah. tell me where she is and i'll go no hugger. you can't set it up that's the thing you said you want me to go up to her and give her a hug i'm gonna that. go do it you hug her if you met her i said that all right fine all right you're right i was gonna do a bit about opening the closet and saying she's here right now but you told me not to do that yeah anymore. Yep. So I instead, oh, we'll open up bit? our hearts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. Uh, so we spent this Christ. episode trying to convince Steven to like hugs and also wrestling. Yeah. Now yeah. here's ball. Now here's the part where Steven tries to convince us to love something. So today, um, I just uh, I just finished this book that I really really like. It's uh, obnoxiously large. It's called Tools of Holy Titan. Holy crap! Titans. Already own it. Already read it. Don't need to convince me. Okay. Good. Uh, well, for the people who do maybe need to get convinced, uh, it's called Tools of Titan by Tim Ferriss. 
Uh, and it, the subtitle, The Tactics, Routines, and Habits of uh, Billionaires and whatever the fuck I was looking at it, but I lost mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a whole bunch of uh, interviews and distillations from his podcast. Uh, I think it was like, it's like the Tim Ferriss show. Is he a billionaire? Yeah, Tim Ferriss show. Tim? I don't know if he Tim Ferriss is a billionaire. He wrote the four-hour work week. He's yeah. not a billionaire, but he has he's, millions of dollars. He's okay. fucking loaded. Um, um, and he has really in-depth conversations. You know what I hate? When guys people. who own like young biz- like like small businesses and like um they work their yeah, ass off like business. mom and pa places and like we have to see all that shit that they do with their small business mm-hmm. and then they sell out and they become millionaires and they make millions of dollars by doing what they love but as millionaires it's almost like they do it all for the money you know what i mean steven all right in this point is see what i did me. see what yeah. i did there you really did something special see what i did there see i'm on board with you i'm not it's okay yeah no i i want i want you to be uh and it's it's fine most of the time they're not and that's okay um but it's a it's a whole bunch of short interviews uh or like distillations that of interviews in that book so he's dollar. so loaded that he's got a dollar yeah, as a double. bookmark uh, yeah that's, that's cocky that's just go that. to his bathroom and it's nothing but 20s on the toilet yeah. yeah i don't think that's that weird um i and think it's, it's got very weird so by the way it might be weirder than the hugs that you use money Wait, a to dollar? remind yourself where you last read or the parts you like. A dollar bill. Wait, wait. A dollar bill is weird to you. It's just a piece of paper. How often do you use do- single dollar bills? I never do. All the time. Oh, you're Sometimes. Weird. Did all you right, get the anyway, wipe with one of the live. 50s My in there? My point is this People book is really great. It's got all these great interviews <laughs> with luminaries in the uh, the financial world, in the, uh, I guess I would say, like athletes, uh, people who are uh, bodybuilders, like doctors. Top performance uh, in their fields and Top games. performance in their fields. And also like spiritual people. There's stuff about uh, mindfulness, meditation, God, whatever. People uh, like Chris Angel. Chris Angel is in it. Sure. The mind freak is, is in it? it. He is not. Uh, but I wish yeah, he was. Like, he's just like, here's, part of the book. here's how I get ready for getting shot in the face. Yeah. How long did it take you to read that book? Uh, I, in I four used- hours. <laughs> Yeah, it took four hours. Um, I don't know. I usually pop. I, I, I usually do about like 30 minutes at a pages. time. Um, and this, I think I, I started around the second and I was reading another book. So probably, probably eight hours, mm-hmm. eight hours, I'm going to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's really great. It's got a whole bunch of little strategies, uh, things for everybody, all aspects of life. I think it's a really good book. And I think you could probably spend your whole life trying to implement a lot of the good things in this book. Uh, and uh, you still wouldn't have enough time to do it all. Uh, a lot of great tactics for any pursuits that anybody's doing. I really like it. If you yeah. followed everything in that book, do you think that you'd become a happy person? Not specifically you, but uh, just in general. Well, you finished it and I don't think it's worked. Yeah, I think that, yeah, there's definitely some good stuff in there for happiness, uh, whether... It's like showing gratitude through uh, journaling. They talk about the five minute journal, which is a big gratitude thing uh, or practicing mindfulness uh, through meditation. Uh, even just recommend doing drugs like mushrooms. I can tell you, aside from the drugs, I do all of those things and I have a pretty strict routine about it. And yeah. oh. none of it makes me happy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it makes me less this. anxious. Yeah, uh, I think that's good. I think that's about all you can hope for. And, and Joey, to, to answer, to, not that the question was directed at me, but to answer your question, if you did everything in that book, would you be happy? Well, the thing about books like that is there's a lot of contradictory advice true so it's really taking what resonates with you and what works with you yeah i'll agree with that and putting the pieces even like tony robbins which a lot of people would shit on and rightfully so (laughs) you know there's a cult likeness to it and yep and kind of a a scheme to it but that said if you absorb his materials you can cherry pick and there is usefulness in that for sure sure. yeah for sure yeah i think that's the whole book and it's right at the top it's like cherry pick it find the stuff you like find stuff you're focused on follow all of this verbatim and if you don't want to commit to that just listen to i believe he has a best of two a 
two-part best of 2006 uh, podcast episodes. Though. Yeah. Oh. 2016, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Let's go around and rate this out of one out of five dollars that you use as a bookmark. Do you become That's a millionaire right. at the end? Uh, you become a billionaire. Oh. That would be really funny if the last page was just a check for a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. The four-hour work weeks that people are like, well, I read the book. I should make money. It's no. It's like you have to apply the learnings in your yeah. everyday life. Reading mm-hmm. the book in, is... That's easy. like nothing. That's the easy part. That's yeah. That's the four-hour work week. That's the four-hour work week. I have that one. I yeah, like it for the most part. We have so much in common regarding our... Yeah, we're not that different. Yeah, I feel like you guys do much to figure it out. Yeah. Probably. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Stephen, I don't know enough about the book. I'm intrigued. It sounds interesting. I don't see how that can be a bad thing. Nick, what's what's something that you're focused on in your life right now? What's something that, like a goal or a short-term thing that you're thinking about that you want to do? Something that I want to do? Yeah, something you're focused on that you're trying to improve. Like wrestling. <clears throat> oh, I don't know. I'm going to ask the same question to Joey, so it's coming over to you real quick. Come oh, back to me. Bring it on to me, too. Joey, I'll play this game. what's something uh, you're working on, you're focused on, you want to improve in your life? Okay, so uh, something I'm working on specifically is uh, I think I'm going to run out of gallery and uh, do an art exhibit called... Uh, That's not a... Pictures of... Uh, uh, I, I hate this already. I'm cutting <laughs> no, this. No, I want to hear it. Yeah, uh, I really want to rent out an art gallery and do a bit where... Uh, I do, a, do an art exhibit called Pictures of Famous Paintings I Took With My Phone. Uh, and just take pictures of famous paintings with my phone and Here, sell prints. I'll rework this. So, so, so Joey, 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 in no way answered the question, and still just instead tried to endorse one of his stupid bits that uh, he always does. Down, right? Yeah. Joey, yeah, yeah. chat here. All right. Forget comedy. All right. Forget comedy. working on ourselves as human beings. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So the the answer that mine sort of leans toward is um, working on following my happiness a little bit. I feel like I've got, um, you know, as any comedy person goes, you take on a lot of responsibilities and stuff like that. And um, eventually you just get a point where you take on so much organization duties. And like, it's just sort of like the upkeep of your creative life that you sort of miss out on maybe creative opportunities that would make you happier due to uh, in immense involvement and other things. If you're running a stand-up show and you spend four hours a week booking stand-ups, that's time that you're not writing your own stand-up, for example. Um, so, like, you know, my goal is to, like, shave off responsibilities like that so that I can put energy toward, you know, like Stephen was saying, those weird bits, which, like, bring me a lot of joy and genuinely, like, make me feel, like, creatively fulfilled and happy. And I think, you know, do all for me. So it's, like, it's yeah. that's that's uh, what I would like to improve on this See, year. If you I, know how to hug people. Joey and yeah. I were actually talking about this recently, too. I'm, I'm sort of in the same boat where I'm looking to... Uh, Looking to cut a few losses and really focus and magnify the things that are important, and if they haven't been as important enough for me in the last year or so, should be more important. So yeah, mm-hmm. really kind of focus on the bigger things well, that just follow are good. your joy. Yeah, follow for your happiness, joy. for career, for finance, finances, just for a- anything that I should be focusing more on and being better at and getting better at and focusing more time on mm-hmm. instead of little things that might not be so much. Yeah, so, I, uh, chat, that's for me right chat. now. Uh, what I want to work on. Just, I want to, like... Get, get super buff. Increase my... I am doing this, like, 30-day get-cut thing, but I'm not doing the diet, so... Yeah. It's just me going to the gym feeling stupid. I also <laughs> kind of want a cheeseburger right now. It's also another thing. Yeah, that would be good. Um, I'd like to raise, like, my baseline in life of, like, where... Or just my baseline emotionally of, like, where I'm at on average, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I get like to raise about. it. Is that what you said? I get, yeah. I get 100% get Better and happier? Or? I, I think people get hung up on this idea of happiness. Happiness is fleeting. But thank if you. Thank I, you fucking Christ for saying that. I couldn't. <laughs> wait. Okay. Uh, if you liked wrestling, we could be friends. Uh, if you wake up every day and it takes you 
45 minutes of panic and anxiety just to like convince yourself to fucking go face the world. Mm-hmm. If I could just shave that down to like 15 minutes, you know what I mean? Like yeah. things mm-hmm. like that. I mean, I look at great. happiness as grade levels. So it's just like, oh, like right now I'm probably at like an overall life appreciation and satisfaction level mm-hmm. of like right now, probably like a B plus, but it's like, what would it take to get me to an A minus? Or also just learning how to appreciate what you have. Like I have a pretty a minus is unsustainable. fucking good life, but I don't feel like I do. Like yeah, I yeah, to totally. yeah, yeah. bridge that gap. I never said pure elation, no. constant pure elation is attainable. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Happiness is fleeting. Uh, Buddha. The Buddha said it like life is suffering, uh, whether uh, it's in the moment when you're good and you're trying to, to hold on to that good and you can't you're worried about holding on to it or when things are bad and you're looking forward to when uh, it's going to be better. Uh, it's very hard to hold on to a constant level of an A minus happiness. Uh, I might try to eliminate that goal. Go like for it's you not necessarily A minus happiness. It's just A minus fulfillment. Great. And for both of you, your thing that you guys are looking for, I think this book would probably recommend is doing an 80-20 analysis of your life. What are the 80% of things that are taking up too much of your time, causing the most unhappiness? What 80, are the 20, you said? 80-20. So yeah. 80% of your life, these things that are hard, that take a lot of time, whatever. And what are the 20% of things that are easy, fun, good, pay dividends, work out for you? Uh, put, what are those things? Split them up and try to cut as much of that 80% that's causing you stress, slowing down your life, uh, making things worse for you uh, like and I try to 60, focus 40 and try to focus uh, yeah and try to focus more on the things that are working for mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. uh and then you kind of reassess that so that's that's what this book would prescribe for you uh that's something that's helpful. in here along with a billion other things that's what i would so i was just trying to give you a practical thing from yeah. the show for you if you're trying to start your day a little bit better a morning ritual it sounds like something that this book would recommend Which, for you that's like the, a five minute journal that's the challenge i always have that is this morning ritual though it's because is have anxiety for 45 minutes and well, then get up. the thing i've been journaling for five years it's it's funny what i what I go, you know, be with a therapist or whatever, work on myself. Like, there's literally a list of like 14 things you need to be doing to combat whatever. And then it's like, yep, I'm doing all 14 things. Now what? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, well, you should see a, a psychiatrist and go out on meds. And I'm like, nope, fuck you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you're a broken person. This book has nothing for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I read it. There's value in it. Um, but yeah. Well, all right. Uh, Nick, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't want to. You know what? I want to feel you- better. Yes, tell me. If you like wrestling. No, that's a long shot. That's true, true. Nick, I wanted to just give you one thing from this book uh, before you rated it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now you may rate it. Okay, well, I, I'm middle you know of the road. I'm it. middle of the road because I know nothing about it. But I'm not. But I'm not shitting on it. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it could be helpful. So right now, it's a solid two point five out of five, right 2. in the middle. Because right I don't know. Okay, so um, I personally love books uh, just with that style of like we're talking to like people who are accomplished or interesting and like just asking them just like boilerplate nuts and bolts advice of like things that they do that help them get through the day Mm -hmm. and i think that there is something to just like you know like you're probably going to see less people in that book whose advice is to like get like baked for like 18 hours and then eat a pizza yeah you're probably going to see more like i don't know uh find the things that you enjoy and like do it uh like sparingly uh, and find things that are productive to enjoy. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. sure. It's just advice from successful people. Um, usually the way that I read books like that is like, I try to find the people in the book that are the most like how I perceive myself. Mm-hmm. And um, then I'll sort of listen to their advice, maybe a little bit closer. Um, yep. And a lot of it's just like temperament. Like um, one of my favorite books, uh, I don't see it there. You probably have it. It's like, uh, it's like a, Cutting a Dead Frog, or yeah, uh, it's like the Mike Sachs books on yeah. comedy writing where yeah. he interviews comedy writers. Yeah. And there are a couple of where it's just like, oh, like, I feel like I'm, I feel like this guy is me in 40 years. Like, 
what can I take from his advice and his experiences that I can like apply, apply to my present life? Yeah. So with that in mind, uh, I'll give that a five. I think that wow. that's I'll give that oh, wow. glowing recommendation. Wow. I haven't read it, but oh, like wow. I like that style of book, and I think that that's that's something that I probably wouldn't buy for myself, but I would love as a birthday present. My birthday is February seventeenth. I'm turning fifty two years old. <laughs> yeah, he is gonna be fifty two. <laughs> uh, I would check. give it. We're on a five dollar scale. Is that yeah, five dollars. Five dollars as a bookmarks. Is reading as a whole and actually I give it two dollars. I don't think you need to read the whole book. I think yeah, there are better things to do that. There are better things you can do with your time. The fact that you read that in eight hours is like holy shit. You're reading like a hundred pages an hour. That's. I feel like I'm a slow reader too. So that's part. Oh yeah. I read at the rate that I talk. I can't. I'm not good at. You know, some people can like read three times faster than they could say it. I mm-hmm. have to. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know if this yeah, is I can actually, I, or whatever. I but. used to be able to do like speed reading. Yeah. Like I could read like I think 600 words a minute at a Joey's point. Joey's a freak. I wish I could do it. I'm not mm-hmm. like that. I can't so, retain very much, but I can just do it. <laughs> but as, a, as an investment, I, w- I would put the book at $4.50. Well, okay. And there you go. I would Hopefully say drop to that use it as a resource. Was it like twenty seven ninety five? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would say use it as a resource and look through the contents up front and mm. in the areas that you're interested in. Are there pictures? Uh, there's some diagrams of like workouts. Okay. Oh, Everybody has that. Yeah. Right, a couple of pictures. There's, yeah. but not a lot. It's I'm not, interested. It's text. And keep it's in mind text. when you read that, some of that, even if they just did a podcast where you had like three very successful guys on, they did a live podcast and oh, it's, yeah. Derek even those three guys were all against each other. It's, it's figuring out what works for you. Some guys like they can't start the day without meditation and other guys feel like it's a waste of their time, you know? Right. So, yeah. One thing, this book, I'll just real quick, uh, we can, we can end it on that, but, uh, the one thing this book does that's really well too is it points over a lot of uh, points out a lot of crossovers people have in their tactics that they use. Uh, so if somebody says like, "Oh, I wake up every morning and I do like a gratitude journal or whatever," it'll be like, "Oh yeah, this person and this person does it too." You can check it out on oh, page fifty six cool. and two hundred and eight. Yeah. These people do similar practices, so you can kind of even just for people if you have something that you know as you like Joey, you may be really into. I don't know who would be somebody that you'd was Jonah Hill in this. Am I crazy? I think Jonah Hill and like uh, I don't recall, but it's possible. Maybe or it's one of those. And or no, it's Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberger yeah. in this. Oh, uh, and you may maybe start there and you read with that, but you might find like, oh, these people who I would not think are like me uh, are uh, have similar habits. Maybe I'll find something. He just came that. up that's earlier it. about drama and comedy. Well, yeah, what a coincidence! Can't believe it. Maybe that's why you thought of Jonah Hill. That is. Uh, all right, guys. There you go. So that's that's my recommendation. Uh, great. Uh, that was a good one. Thanks. Cool. Yeah, yeah that sounds helpful. Yeah, way better than rechargeable batteries. Oh, fuck rechargeable batteries. Rechargeable batteries. So, rechargeable batteries. Uh, yeah, they're bullshit, yeah, right? So, uh, Chet, thank you so much for doing the show. Thanks for having me. Um, really appreciate it. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, at Chet Wild and use the hashtag Fastball at Chet <laughs> and let people know that you're excited and support the band Fastball. And good house. luck on that. It's going to happen. I think it will. By the uh, time this comes out, I believe there will be a t-shirt store and a website launched for it. So, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I'll buy a t-shirt for that. Machine Gun Kelly has like repurposed. Yeah, they did. Uh, it's it's like a sampling of I out of my heard head. It yesterday, just yesterday, yeah. and I went. This fucking sucks. Yeah. I was so confused when I heard. I heard that in the car. I was like, "This isn't." Th- they're saying the words wrong. Out of my head. It's like yeah. an interpolation. Like how yeah. they do that. It, yeah. It, yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm glad that Kevin Owens threw him through a table. I'm glad that. That's true. Fastball is making money off their publishing. Me too. For that, Me so. too. And you're right on that. And regard. It's making people talk about fastball. And that song came out after. I started this campaign, and Fastball announced their new album after I started this campaign. Interesting. So, oh, so nice. I was on board before it's we all started you. the heat again. Yeah. It really is. If you put it out in the universe, it's going to happen. All right, so it's true. Through Steven, Fastball, a real curveball. Steven, we have a question for you. Oh, yeah. The name of my Fastball cover band is Change Up, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh, that's uh, fun. Uh, Joey, Steve, are you on social media? Steven, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that in a video clip that we're going to play after this. 
Steven, we've got a question for you. Okay. Do you love wrestling? No. No, I don't. No, he doesn't. All right, Chad, thanks so much for coming. Yeah, 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 I guess we didn't oh, win. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming, so Chad. So much time wasted. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for I hope you like. hope you like listening to uh, talks about Buddhism on our wrestling podcast. <laughs> that, yeah, that was. there were two different podcasts here. I'm going to shut up. Just stop it at any point. I will never say bye in a podcast. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, you can find us at YSLW Podcast. Or if you have match suggestions or questions, shoot us an email at youshouldloverestling at gmail.com. Joey, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Joey Tainman. And you can listen to my other podcast, 25 Minutes of Silence, which is a podcast where guests and I sit in silence for 25 minutes, also on Boardwalk Audio. Nick, where can we find you on social media? Oh, guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Gligor, G-L-I-G-O-R. What about you, Stephen? You can find me all across the internet at Pearlstein. Be sure and like, subscribe, and give us a review on iTunes. Give us that five-star rating. Write some nice comments. Maybe we'll read them on the air. Thanks for listening to You Should Love Wrestling. Guys, we will catch you next time. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.